welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Johnny, look alive, mate. He's just checking his nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, and today we have me, Brett Hadley. Me, shredded. Oh, right. <laughs> Someone's got our intro. Oh, come on, boys. Get with it. All right, let's go. Me, right, Paul C. We've got Paul C, Ed, shredded, Ed Whitaker, and Johnny Cardio Lewis. I'll never remove that name, will I? Come no, on. no. He only ever did cardio once, but it's stuck. Wasn't that playing football as well? <laughs> yeah. Football, like a football tomorrow, actually. Cardio. 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 How are we, all boys? Very good. Doing Just finished good. up playing hockey. Cardio. Um, yeah. Tired now, so I'll probably fall asleep about halfway through this. But My house is a fucking disaster. There we are. <laughs> no There's electrics hanging out everywhere. There's an extension going on. There's dust through the house. You've baby, baby proofed it well. <laughs> if a baby came in this house now, I think the social service would come in and take him off her. Take him off her. <laughs> That's just because of the parents. Strain <laughs> 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 the gym. <laughs> right, my uh, my shop's exactly the same. They've taken the roof off, um, three floors above, and uh, it's leaking through to the ground floor. So we came in today to a swamp, literally, just like an inch deep of water in one of the rooms um you know the suspended ceiling boards just like collapse because they've sodden with water so i know those feels i fully pictured you hanging onto a, a big round bit of camembert floating <laughs> through your shop <laughs> just sat on it like a lifesaver <laughs> using the big wooden spoon <laughs> as a <laughs> as a paddle <laughs> i think the um audience might want to know why you'd be on camembert just in case, because I'm not sure they know you run a cheese shop, do they? Uh, I think I discussed it True. in the first episode, maybe. But if you haven't watched the first episode, then what are you doing with your life? So I do, I do run a cheese and wine shop, along with my my nutrition coaching. So yeah, it goes well with nutrition coaching, it does. cheese and wine. Yeah, full circle, make people overeat in cheese and then diet them down. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Johnny's pulling out the uh, the health cheese. What is health if it's not pineapple and cottage cheese? I can't eat it without pineapple. Anything else? Disgusting. Pineapple. It's okay. Mate, squirt of, squirt of golden syrup. Honest to God, squirt of golden syrup and cottage cheese. Game changer. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll put Nutella in it. A little well, higher in calories. Golden syrup. Yeah. 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 Golden syrup on toast. Now, that, when it was told to me, I honestly thought they were crazy, but... Damn, that was good. It uh, is good. Actually, Ed, here's one for you, mate. Have you ever had toast? Yeah, cheese I've had toast. and strawberry jam. No, there was more coming. Cheese and strawberry jam. No. Do it. Okay. A nice mild cheddar with strawberry jam on cheese. I tell you. Bingo. When, when I get some calories back in my life, I'll give it a try. Yeah, on that. How's the mini cut going, mate? Uh, five kilos down in three and a half weeks. So not too bad, I suppose. I'm getting some abs back, which is nice. Um, Five kilos, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good going, to be fair. But that that was two of those kilos was through illness. Um, I don't recommend that form of dieting, getting really ill and not eating anything for three days, but um, it works. Yeah, I think it does work. <laughs> Johnny, how's your diet going? So far, so good. And I get down. I was 13.3 this morning, started at 14.1 stone obviously so yeah pretty pretty good so far if you've been following the videos it's far from perfect as well with no kitchen some of the fridge freezer was working yeah fridge freezer right in the corner of the room (laughs) oh there she is by the front door (laughs) (laughs) that that scene goes straight into it that's that's the that's the kitchen french door is it there Actually, we should probably shout out for the group Nutrition Made Easier. Go check out Johnny's videos if you haven't. Um, 
there'll be a, there'll be a back catalogue of his day by day vlogs almost of, of what you're eating, right, mate? Yeah, everything, everything down to everything. Naked bars, fruit, bro meals, chocolate bars, the lot. Tuna. Yes, there's been quite a lot of tuna actually. Yeah, I can see. Winning. Tuna and mackerel mixed together. Oh. Yeah. yeah. How to make the worst protein source ever known to man even worse. It's quite take, tasty. Take something that's fairly bland like tuna and then add something that is grim like mackerel. Tomato <laughs> <laughs> sauce I'd have added. And what's oh. that? Tomato sauce. Oh, God. With a base of salad. I don't, I think, I I'd don't think fish and tomato sauce should go together. I just don't. What? Mayo? No, cod, cod, yes. Yeah. Deep fried in batter, yes. <laughs> like an oily, fishy fish with like a tomato sauce. Like, nah. Nah, mayo, yes. That was gnarly dressing but... and tuna is actually pretty decent. Can we end this podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, what is you... our topic for the week for today? This one for today. Well, I was going to ask how your bulk's going first, mate. Bulky, bulky. Yeah, no, that's good. My face looks like a balloon again. Um, no, it's going for it's as discussed with you. It's, yeah, it's going okay. Um, just started a kind of different exercise plan, which all, all the squats. I'm looking forward to. Which is six weeks of twenty squats, spread over or spread through three sessions. So twenty squats each session plus other exercises, but increasing the weight on the squat each session. So at some point, it's going to get pretty horrible. So yeah, some point get pretty vomity. Can Can you start off with just the bar? You could do. I've started off at <laughs> 40 kilograms. Okay. Uh, what's your increments? What are you going for? Two and a half, five? five yeah, 2.5 kilograms per each session. Nice. So we should hopefully end up around somewhere around 85 to 20. What, do you know roughly what your max is on the old squatter room? I think uh, the best I got was probably 115. Nice. And then nice. I kind of went through a weird thing of probably more confidence than anything else and just got in my head and can, couldn't hit that weight again. Yeah, yeah. So so kind of built or sort of rebuilt my squat up from the ground up again, kind of. So is that, a, is that a 20 rep set? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's horrible. Mike's a twat. <laughs> yeah. Mike's a little sadistic. Very, very sadistic. I love him. Really. Yeah, that's going to get very vomity at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember so, to breathe, mate. Just remember to breathe. That's it, yeah. So that's the, the kind of premise behind it. So each rep, so you start off, then down, squat, back up, take three big breaths, deep breaths, next rep, and just do that, obviously. Towards the heavier weights, when it's hitting that sort of high numbers, I'll be probably taking a few more breaths than three. But <laughs> You can have some big wheels by the end of it, though, so you'll be cool. Let's Did hope so. you do the, the bodyweight squat challenge? Was it like, I can't remember how many squats we had to do. Was it 100 squats? 100. Uh, uh, body, uh, body weight on the bar? Well, yeah, like the bar. as many as you could in, in sort of sort of like a cluster 20 set, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I think like people were doing it in 15 minutes, I think. And yeah. I thought I'd done well to do it in 12. And then Mike went and did it in nine. I was like, well, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, so bulk is going fine. We should see. It's a long cool. bulk. Ed. Cool. Right, so let's go on to today's topic. So today's topic was uh, brought us by Liam, Liam Manning. Um, we thought, he asked a good question in uh, my group, actually, in my nutrition group, around the pitfalls of eating out. I really kind of wonder what the main issues might be, and maybe just we can talk about how uh, or what we can do to implement any sort of protocol to help with that situation dilemma because we all know eating out when you're trying to maintain on some sort of diet is an absolute bitch 
um, if you don't know what you're doing. So let's try and make it easy. And then we'll maybe talk a bit about the, uh, well, everyone's favourite thing, alcohol. Tell you what, cool. on that, Tell you what. when I did my four-week challenge, um, the first thing everybody was asking was, can I still drink? Can I still drink? So my first three or four like advice videos were all based around tracking alcohol, and that was the most engagement I had in the whole four weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Everyone's standard, favorite. standard UK alcoholics. <laughs> I mean, this, these That's are people honest. from all over the world as well, actually. Yeah, well, standard, standard human being alcoholics. <laughs> I'll let you boys touch last bit because I don't even drink, so. It's no use, really, for me. Cool. Right. So, pitfalls of eating out. Why do we find it so difficult? Who wants to uh, touch on it? I, I'll just go. I'll go in. People, as a rule, dramatically underestimate how many calories they're eating, even in things like salads. They sort of... I'll go in, even if they go, right, I'll pick the healthy option. Mm. I'll have a salad then they sort of forget there's avocado in the salad, high in fat, eggs in the salad, fat, and the and a bucket load of olive oil, which obviously is just all fat. So the first thing people do is dramatically underestimate how yeah. much they're eating, or even if they know, oh, yeah, it's probably high calorie, but I'll just pretend to myself it's not yeah. as high as it really is. That, that actually reminds me, I went out for pizza the weekend with... Um, a couple of friends and one of them is a vegetarian but uh vegetarian eat fish pescatarian Some do. pescatarian yes so sorry she's a pescatarian i'll take that back um yeah so she went for the nissoir salad right and I, I had to kind of politely warn her better other half that i'd seen in the nutritional content on the website of Pizza Express and how many calories are in that salad. Because I thought, I was, I was within two minds really of just keeping quiet or actually just letting her know what was in it because I didn't really know what to do. So I want to put her off eating it. I don't want her to put her off enjoying it. But on the flip side is, would she cho would she choose it if she knew what was in it? So um, how many calories do you reckon is in a uh, salad from Pizza Express? Seven, 800. Yeah, I go with that. I was going to go with 850. 850. Well, it was 1400. Fuck. That's what it said on their <laughs> website. It was 1400 and something. To be honest, there was four salads on the website and only one of them was below the thousand mark. And that was the Ligera Superfood salad, which is their low calorie salad marketed as low calorie. And that was like 500 calories or something. Like, now, Johnny, I, just, I think that emphasizes your point in that it's just madness that people are going out for a salad which most general population people will think is healthy and you could have probably seven or eight different pizzas on that menu which are less calories than those salads what about the pizza i think uh, like a medium domino's pizza like meat feast or whatever is about 1200 calories i know which yeah. one i'd rather absolutely i like domino's i go for a large chicken tandoori quite often it's like 1700 calories for a whole yeah. large but and you think that's not much more than a, a salad from Pizza Express? I used to eat those. Not whilst that from Pizza Express. I used to eat those whilst prepping when I used to have to stay down in London. Like that just smashed up most of my day's calories. <laughs> um, but yeah. worth it. Yeah. So um, yeah, Johnny, I think you're right, mate. It's so easy for people to, like you say, either underestimate or just not really know. I guess because you just assume that a salad's healthy, no matter no matter where it's from, really. Oh, yeah. Surprised how easy it is just just nail a thousand calories and you haven't eaten hardly anything while you're eating out. Mm. Mm. I even if I know, not even if I know. It's like if I go right, if it's a random pizza place, right? I know this pizza. If I, I'll always go to Domino's. Right? What's a Domino's equivalent of this? I go right. That's what it probably is. Even then, maybe underestimated. But even if I go out, I'll always, I'll jack on like fifty percent. To what I think it might be, and I'll just chuck on another fifty percent on top of it, just to almost be—I don't know—almost be a bit safer. This is what I do. The buffer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of getting on to some of the protocols that you can implement, isn't it? So, 
What other problems do we have? Um, what other problems do we experience? Do we think then? Like why again is oh. it so difficult? Well, um, I guess you could let come into play with alcohol, obviously. If you're having a meal, a few wines go down. Kind of things can go awry then, can't they? You can, I mean, especially if you say someone was having the salad because they were saving themselves for a bit more macros for alcohol. Then you can kind of, because they've only had a salad, they're not going to be that full. You could definitely lead to eating again whereas you probably wouldn't if you had a sort of if you went for the pizza you probably would be full so after you've left the meal someone might stop on the way home eat again you've just thinking you've only had a salad low calories mm. a few drinks that sort of drink hunger strikes and you might just wallop in another extra yeah uh, i think that's probably a, a, big, a big thing a big problem i think um I don't, Ed, I don't know if we touched it on the last episode with Dan or not, but we were talking about alcohol. I don't know if we did. I can't remember. But basically, alcohol is going to give you a little bit of um, irrational decision-making, essentially, when which isn't going to be conducive to sticking to your diet. Because you know it's like you have a few drinks, and all of a sudden you feel a little bit happy, you feel a little bit tipsy, and all of a sudden where you might have a little bit of restraint in ordering that chicken kebab on the way home, you might not feel feel like you can say no. Yeah, go on. It's only one kebab. That's not going to hurt, is it? Put a bit of garlic mayo on it. That'll be fine. So you've got another salad. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think also kind of the places you're eating as well. Sometimes you think, oh, I'll go to this nice restaurant because this is going to be a healthier choice. Portions are a bit smaller. It's not going to be using like fatty chips and stuff. But you know, you're probably much better off going somewhere like Weatherspoons where you can probably a little bit easier track it. So, I mean, I've eaten in some pretty fancy places. Um, not to brag, of course, but... Um, and the, the amount of flavour they try to add. So all you have to do is watch one of these cookery shows on TV. And the amounts of different things that they add for flavour is just insane. They're like, they drown everything in oil. They'll add all these various different things to it. And they're all so high in calories because, let's face it, fat has lots of flavour. Plus, if you're having, you know, three little, you know, an appetiser, you're having a main and a small dessert. Like we said, just, it's small portions. And I've gone for meals a bit like that where they go for flavor and not so much size and stuff and volume on the plate and i'm hungry on the way home and i have stopped and eaten on the way home as well mm. uh, and like yeah expensive night <laughs> um but yeah both calories and financially <laughs> yeah yeah so uh and quite often like say oh you know you like we said you've had a wine so you're like oh well you get to that level don't you You have a glass or two of wine or a couple of beers and you're at that make or break point as well where you're like i could stop now or i could carry on going and you've kind of got a bit of a buzz and you want to carry on going uh so you'll go for a cocktail afterwards or you'll have like a couple of cocktails after the meal or something and that's when you really get stung with things because you're making irrational decisions because you're a little bit tipsy yeah totally totally i guess one of the biggest things as well is like when you go out if people don't have any idea of the energy density of foods so they, they've never tracked before one of the biggest problems actually is knowing kind of like you know we talked about over or underestimated calories but just even knowing what to choose yeah. like, like we know obviously we've already explored a salad can be incredibly high in um in calories but even kind of choosing um i don't know what would be a typical kind of healthy meal steak and salad say steak and salads or yeah what was going like a salmon or yeah or salmon and potatoes or any you know like something yeah. that the typical person might feel is a healthy thing it's like you kind of try and do that but like oh i'm eating out um I don't really know what's in it, so fuck it. I'm just going to have dessert anyway because, you know, I've broken my diet now. It's kind of that rigid dieting thing we talked about as well where it's just you make one bad mistake or you, in your eyes is one bad mistake and all of a sudden you're deciding to, to kind of go all in. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've, not so much the all-in bit, but I've done it in a – when I was prepping last year, I went to a – went just went out for the day in Manchester um, – trying to keep the missus happy uh that didn't work uh and i 
went to this place, really cool place. We've eaten there before. And I thought I'd have the cod. It was a pan-fried cod, so I thought, oh, there's going to be a bit of butter in there, probably a bit of oil. Tracked that, and it came, and it was swimming, um, uh, like an oil and stuff. I just thought, wow, I have definitely under-tracked this, and I knew that, but kind of in my head, I was a bit like, oh, I'm probably not going to increase what I've tracked, <laughs> just yeah, so I've I could have I've a beer with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I've already entered it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I've done that, and that was even when I was prepping. So, I mean, like, not to say we're going to sit here and go, oh, you know, we're perfect. We do things perfectly every time. Like, trust me, I... I probably eat out once or twice a week, um, and yeah, I, I'm pretty bad sometimes. Yeah, I think we all are. I think you're right. Obviously, we're certainly not here to act as as um, use the word martyr, but you know, we're not here. We're not here trying to pretend that we're all perfect here because we're certainly not. Like we're all human. Yeah. I think that's one of the hopefully the things about the, the the way we all kind of teach or coach is that we're really empathetic because you know we're just normal guys like everyone else. And all but Ed, we've all been fat. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, Ed's fat now. Ed's fat. Well, no, he's not. He's, 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 he was. He was. He was fat. He was fat three weeks ago. Uh, I thought I was fat uh, at the conference earlier on this year when I showered with Johnny and Matt. And like, oh, you still look really lean. I was like, honest to God, like I feel so fat. People that no Ed. What are you doing showering with Johnny and Matt? Yeah, I was just, yeah, what? The big you washing each other's cracks or something. <laughs> uh, they invited me. Matt, I just need to wash your... <laughs> I want to be doing a live stream as well. Yeah, I was about to say that, yeah, they were in a live stream, so the new nutrition made easier group. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Right, let's move, let's move swiftly on to right. Okay, so we explored some of the problems that people have. Right, so um, what protocols can we implement, or what kind of tips or tricks can we do, have or do to avoid these issues? Planning. If you know where you're going, if that place has, like obviously Nando's has got things on my fitness pass. If you know that in advance, then you could even do a right. Or oh, if I'm out Saturday and it's now Tuesday. Input that for Tuesday, and if, even if you want to go mad, then you go right. I'm having two thousand calories. You can just cut off some calories from like cut up two hundred a day, save them up for that day. That's one way. Yeah, yeah. So in fact, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think there's there's like a million different avenues we can take with this because you could say, right, okay, well, uh, you could look at somebody who maybe goes out once or twice a week. You could look at somebody who maybe eats out like every day. Uh, or you could look at somebody who maybe eats out once a month. Um, with what Johnny was saying, like if you eat out maybe once a week, twice a week, then it's really easy to do that and just take a few calories off. A bit like what we said before where um, we said it with Dan on the uh, the Flexible Dieting podcast where we said, right, okay, we'll take a few extra calories out in the week, eat a bit lower in the week and enjoy your weekend because let's face it, most of us eat more calories at the weekend for 10 different reasons. Um, and it's a bit like that, you know, on your days where you're not going to eat out, say you have date night once a week and then you go out with your family on the other, like another day of the week eat a bit lower on your days where you're not eating out and it does allow you to to enjoy uh going out because that's the, that's the main thing isn't it when you're going out to eat like you don't go there to sort of sit there and be depressed the fact that you can't have burger and chips you go out to enjoy the food yeah so what about when people are eating out maybe a bit more often and i like i think maybe you could look at maybe the type of corporate client that you might have where maybe they, their role involves a lot of entertaining so what do you do then when maybe you've then got to eat out once a day? Yeah, so I've got a mate who actually does this. He um, he entertains new clients. His job is to go and get them pissed up. Um, and uh, I've often thought, like, oh, if you came to me as a client, like, you'd be really interesting to work with just to how, you know, we could do this, I suppose. And I think you've just got to look at eating less throughout the day, I suppose. So if you're going out for lunch every day with workmates, I mean, I know some people, especially if you work in a city or whatever, you like a lot of people do go out for lunch and probably Matt could talk about this a bit better, but you go out for lunch every day or you go out for drinks and dinner after work and, and stuff like that. And I think basically if you know you're going out for lunch, have a light or maybe skip breakfast and have a light dinner. Or if you're going out for your dinner, have a light, light lighter in the day and stuff like that. I think it, like we said before, it's about being prepared and thinking about things. When are you going to eat out? That's going to be high calories. Um, and just making kind of smart choices, I suppose. If you do go to the same restaurants all the time, you probably have 
four or five different things off the menu unless it's got like an amazing menu and you just like work your way through it ticking things off but um you know it's like at home isn't it you make five or six dishes that you like the most all the time so you know roughly what calories are in that so you know roughly what calories you should be eating for the rest of the day great i think one of the things as well you know don't start going for multiple courses as well because that's where calories soon add up and you've got to try to kind of change your mindset a bit in that when you go out You've got to think to yourself, right, I don't need a starter. You know, like maybe even just settle for like a reasonable main course and a dessert or, you know, like a starter and a reasonable main course. Don't go all in level three because it's quite easy to do that. Have the drinks on top and everything else. And all of a sudden you've racked up two, three thousand calories in one meal out. So I think certainly like just kind of changing your mindset and it works because I suppose like I've certainly had that when I go out, I kind of feel like I'm out. I want to go all in. It's just that kind of mindset you can get because it's a special occasion. Yeah, definitely. Agreed, definitely. yeah. I think that comes more when you sort of maybe don't go out as much. Um, it's not mm. as special, is it? If you go out every every day or every <clears throat> couple of times a week, like it's not quite as special unless you're going somewhere really cool. Um, so it loses its novelty. But if you kind of look forward to it and you maybe have a date night every other week or something like that, I think you look forward to it a lot more so you're more likely to splurge but you've got more time than to account for what you're going to eat and to shave it off elsewhere. Mm, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think like you we said, like Johnny kind of touched on briefly with the My Fitness Power. If you are kind of tracking and you sort of have that ability to track foods using whatever sort of My Fitness Power or any of the other sort of apps that do that, and it comes to eating out, obviously, like you said, there are some restaurants are online. Some restaurants also, if you go on their website, on their menus, will have the macros and the sort of calorie breakdowns on there, which you can then equate into sort of your planning. But also, if you do go to somewhere and you can't find the sort of exact restaurant that you are, if you can account for the meal, and then look to one of the sort of higher-end supermarkets, your Waitrose or your Tesco Finest Ranges, and sort of equate that to the same sort of meal that you that you would buy there, that you're eating out. And then you can kind of equate your macros that way and sort of look after your sort of eating that way. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a good point in that. Don't just give up because you might not be able to find the nutritional content for that specific chain or restaurant i mean like chains you you're right tend to be pretty good and most of them have the nutritional content now but if you're going to a small independent restaurant they're not going to have how many calories or protein carbs and fat are in meals are they so like you say just find an alternative on a web on a website or my fitness pal or whatever for a, an equivalent supermarket and like i say go for the indulgent ranges where you know the calories are probably a bit the higher end which touches back onto johnny's point around overestimating slightly um, I think that's a good protocol to have in terms of damage limitation. Although we are assuming this is all for people that are dieting. You know, I suppose if you're dieting, you're going to want to under, underestimate the amount uh, or, sorry, overestimate the calories that you're eating. Whereas if you're bulking, I suppose you could argue you'd probably want to do the opposite. Yeah, I tend to. That's why I got fat. So it might depend on the context. Well, there is that. <laughs> if you do that every day. You probably went too crazy mate, the other way. But I just think, obviously... I just thought it was a, a prominent point to think about, like, what are someone's got? What are people's goals? If your goal is to lose weight, then you obviously want to consider overestimating the amount you eat. So therefore, you're creating that buffer to to allow you to make sure you stay within your goals and within your ranges. If you are looking to bulk, then what you don't want to be doing is underestimating all the time, and then potentially end up spinning your wheels for a large period. Because obviously, your idea is that you want to build muscle. And to do that, the best possible way is probably going to be to make sure you're in a calorie surplus. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of get that. But I think also, you do, if you're going that route and saying, uh, don't worry about it, just sort of underestimate how much you've eaten if you're bulking, you kind of could end up back in a sort of adding on a bit too much weight. Obviously, the idea is to yeah, yeah, put on sort of mass, but also there is that case of just becoming a blob. Yeah, oh, no, totally. And I, I suppose it's, that's probably a good thing for the people listening that what we're not saying is go out and just underestimate on purpose and therefore, you know, just to kind of give yourself even more food. Um, 
I think it's just more of a case of if you don't know, you probably want to be kind of thinking towards your goal to which work. Because basically what we're saying is you can't be, if you're estimating, you're not going to be 100% accurate. So if you are to sway one way or another, probably you're, it's going to be goal dependent on which way you end up swaying. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, just because you kind of run the risk of sort of, it can become more habitual as it goes along. So, right, you go out for a meal once once a week, I don't want, that doesn't matter, those calories don't matter, I'm bulking, then that would then fall into through the week, oh, that meal doesn't matter, I'm bulking, then it becomes every, it can become quite easy to kind of fall into that sort of sedentary sort of lifestyle again of just sitting on the stove for eating Doritos and Pringles. That's the dream, right? Which is fun, <laughs> it is fun. I've got a quick one. So we've talked about preparing and being prepared. Now, uh, if any of your misses is 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 are like uh, ones I've had, or if your family, well, if your capacity of remembering things is like me, uh, you quite often forget that you're going out for food, or you get let's go out for dinner tonight sprung upon you at four o'clock and you've already eaten a decent breakfast and a decent lunch and maybe you're dieting, maybe you're bulking, whatever. Um, how do you then go about, uh, well, what are your thoughts on about, about going about the sort of the surprise meals, the surprise going out? So let's go out after work. Let's go for drinks. Kind of things you don't really want yeah. to say no to because you don't want to get into that cycle, but uh, you obviously haven't planned yeah, or prepared. That, that used to happen quite a lot to me before, I suppose, well, but basically, when I first started dieting um, many, a few years ago, and I first uh, started to track my macros, so I was introduced to flexible dieting, it used to happen quite a lot to me because I think uh, Jenna didn't understand kind of the way it worked, the process, the fact that more often than not, I'd try and plan out my meals. And like you said, quite often, if you want to go out for dinner tonight, and my answer would usually be no. Um, I just don't have the, the space to fit it in. And that's not really probably the best answer in terms of, managing a good relationship with your other half because when you're constantly saying we can't go out because of your diet it obviously causes friction and tension so um yeah i think it's a really good question mate i was going to answer it but i think maybe give one of the other two to get, get their opinions on it come on johnny you've been quiet no i would never say no i don't drink so i wouldn't go i'd say no to go on a drink <laughs> drink so that's just whatever but I would never say no. Is that because she's pregnant and you don't want to risk the wrath of a hormonal woman? I think she'd still drop kick me in the balls. <laughs> don't need those anymore. <laughs> no, bosh. So even, even before she was uh, pregnant, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. I'd go right. If you want to, go, then let me decide. She was like, yeah, whatever. So I'd usually go out for Nando's, and which she likes anyway. So I know I'm a bit more in control of what I'm eating. I won't have a starter. I won't have a dessert. I'll have a good idea of what's what. And if I know, right, okay, I've eaten a 1,000 calories. So obviously, depending on what I got left for the day, then I just cut down. Well, I try in my head, I'll go, right, I'll cut down tomorrow and I'll skip breakfast. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Yeah, should do. I just didn't. I just carried on as normal. <laughs> if you listen to us, you want us advice, just maybe skip breakfast tomorrow, claw like 400, 500 calories back, and then you're back on track. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that was, I was going to touch on that because you said about if if you'd eat maybe 1,000 calories. I was wondering whether, you, whether you're in the context of having calories left, but Ed's context of not having calories. So what you would do is try and... Well, try and up at all. Yeah, well, say, say, say you only had 400 calories left, but you then went out to Hernando's. And obviously you're kind of... I mean, there, I suppose there are options to fit in, but say you did eat a thousand calories, is that what you're saying you do? You essentially skip breakfast the next day and just try and kind of re- reduce the amount you ate to, to account for it? Yeah, I'd probably just like fast the next day. So maybe my typical breakfast in, in general is probably like 400, 450 ish. So I just drop one day of 450, and you might be looking, I owe you. I'm still over by 100 or 200 over the 24 hours, and I'll just probably drop. 100, 200 calories a day after that. Yeah, and obviously the end result is going to be the same because the amount of calories you've eaten over 24-hour, 48-hour period or even the week potentially will still end up being the same as... I think it becomes easy when people stop thinking you've got to wait calories over a day and think, right, I can eat calories over a week 
because then you be, you're able to become more flexible and work these situations in when you're only thinking about today then you'll always you're always going to say no i'm not going to because i'm over my calories or whatever think for in the week and okay if i'm under for the week it doesn't matter mm. unless you go on a sunday night and then <laughs> you screwed because the week starts again on monday um, it always starts on monday so and just a, another little thing you can add to that is you're increasing your energy expenditure so if you are in the position where you live close to where you want to eat oh it's a nice dry night tonight how about we walk that would be nice um spend more time together uh so things like that that was uh i i think i used to manipulate my ex a little bit in that way trying to get her to go out walking a lot just to try and increase my steps uh oh it's a really nice day today let's go for a nice walk and uh we can have a picnic or something just to try and get steps in uh it wasn't me trying to be trying to be romantic it was me going right i've got some steps to hit <laughs> but to I, hit. I, I think that's a good point though i think because um would just exploring that would you track those extra energy expenditure or would it be a case of actually i'm just kind of creating a bit more of a buffer again to limit damage or depends on how strict you are so if you're just dieting for general weight loss and you don't really have an end goal um then yeah a bit of a buffer it might save you 200 calories um when i was prepping i had the rule in my head that i have to hit 10,000 steps a day minimum once i go over 11,000 steps every uh 100 steps Sorry, every thousand steps is a hundred calories. Now that was me probably being quite lenient, and I should probably say every two hundred steps, two thousand steps should I say is two hundred calories. Uh, sorry, oh god, let me start again. Every every thousand steps over that, I accounted as a hundred calories. But in hindsight, yeah. what I probably should have done to be a bit more accurate should be every two thousand steps should be one hundred calories. Um, I should have probably been tighter. But when you are hungry and have dieted for a long time, tight is not something you really want to be. Um, yeah, so I mean that was something I did was trying to increase my energy expenditure quite a lot. Um and I got into a bit of a negative kind of cycle with that towards the end. Um but yeah, I, I think just creating a bit of a buffer through energy expenditure yeah. is, is a really good way. And do that with with calories as well, lowering your calories and doing that and it's kind of double double edged hammer for smashing things. Yeah, I kind of from that what you were saying, I I kind of went the other way with it. I didn't because I quite sort of my job is I'm on my feet a lot so I do tend to sort of be able to go over my steps sort of thing that when I would just keep that I would use that as a like I did to take off any calories if I had set cardio over the week I would still get the cardio in I just use it as a bonus not to take anything away it's just yeah yeah I know I sort of step go yeah. a little bit faster but then I did probably had a lot more you know, I haven't got as lean as you are to lose from the starting of the first sort of phase of training. So it was just kind of one of those things that it was just sort of banking a bit. Yeah, me. so I, I've done that with this mini cup because I've not been as hungry and as crazy. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just kind of down to the fact that I was literally like scraping the last grain of rice off a plate just because that was going to fill me up um that was the point i was at uh so that's yeah, why yeah. i did that um yeah. and my coach I, I, said it was okay so yeah i i think like my personal feelings on that and we've obviously all explored this and talked about it before um outside of this obviously podcast but i'm not sure how and i think it's a you probably uh it's a good case in point around how much it can psychologically affect people like almost like we talked about it with dan again the earn your treats um kind of scenario in terms of you know how much would you promote someone doing extra activity to to be able to earn extra calories and sounds like you kind of got yourself into that position where you were kind of almost purposely doing that that's kind of why often actually i would push people more towards the approach paul's just talked about in terms of just count it as a bit of a bonus you know it's like you've hit your minimum steps you've done more just means more fat loss um you know or a bit more of a buffer maybe towards you know the damage you might be doing on the night out yeah definitely and that's something i tell everybody who i work with i do i do sort of preach that i say that's a buffer that's a bonus you don't want to be getting into that cycle but i only know that because i have been in that shit cycle for about three mm. weeks four weeks and if i hadn't been in that shit cycle then i'd have probably been, yeah it's fine it's fine but when i was out walking at 11 o'clock at night um doing like 45 minutes of just walking around aimlessly 
uh, around a, like a big grassy park near me and I just used to walk around that at like literally half 11 at night just so I could go home and have a piece of toast because I was starving mm. and I got I got pretty crazy towards the end to be fair and that's just you know the fact that I was literally running on empty and I've been dieting hard for a long time so yeah don't do what I did because it's crazy <laughs> uh, yeah so just I think uh, recap on all of that obviously planning ahead is probably one of the best things you can do if you can plan ahead Track planning what you're going to eat. I mean, I tend to look at the menus beforehand and kind of plan out my entire day. So there's no surprises, no hiccups, and no struggle. Um, and obviously, I suppose we, we talked about making the right choices or smart choice, I think you mentioned, Ed. So just for, for the people listening, let's have a few ideas of like what is almost a safe option in terms of what people might be able to pick on a night out and maybe we can come up with some sort of generic restaurants that people might go. So like, let's say take a Nando's for example, what's a safe option at Nando's for people to pick? So Johnny, I don't know if you want to touch on that because you seem to be the Nando's king. I got to look at my fitness panel. <laughs> I don't look at the menu. <laughs> you call yourself a nutritionist. One doesn't even know how many calories in the Nando's. <laughs> One thing I would uh, say about Nando's just very quickly is if you have the sweet potatoes and just track them as just a plain sweet potato because they track it really high with fat because they have the seeds and the mayo. Um, so if you just track it as just a sweet potato and not the Nando sweet potato, it will come out at lower calories. Just make sure you don't eat the seeds and the, the, tip. the mayo. That's my only tip. On Nando's, actually, I tend to find, like, I don't quite believe the amount of protein in some of the dishes. Nothing else has thought that. You look at the nutritional content and, like, there's, like, 100 grams of protein in, in like, uh, or, uh, I can't, no, not in the salad, but in, in something. I was, like, I think, I, think, I don't, I want to say there's just the quarter chicken, something like 90 grams of protein or something, and there is not 90 grams of protein in a quarter chicken. Are they tracking the whole item weight as chicken and not counting and regarding the bones yeah who knows potentially can you get away with that on laws though on the food standard lords i don't know um i think chicken thighs and wings and stuff they do when well i think it's more weight like so they'll say oh there's 500 grams of chicken here so you track 500 grams of chicken there's probably not as about half of that because half of that's weight and bones yeah um, yeah, yeah but potentially yeah sorry Stick the chicken next not the whole chickens Less calories from skin. Definitely do not have the bowl of nuts for a starter because they are horrific calories. Mm. More than that, more than I thought. It's quite a small bowl, and there's more than I thought. It's got like, Jesus Christ! It was like eight hundred. Mm. Is it a handful? Uh, no, because that'd be five hundred. True. <laughs> Generic weighing. <laughs> what else? You can, double, you can have double chicken all the time. So even though, yeah, it's good to have extra protein, just if you're going to be really careful, just have the single ones. Because um, extra protein is only good if you need it to hit your total daily you know, amount. Because, you know, there's only so much, I don't know how much science you really want to get into, but we're talking about like muscle protein synthesis. There's only so much you can spike muscle protein synthesis. All right, the amino acids aren't going to go to waste, but... You're going to be better off spreading out a bit. So if you start eating 60, 70 grams just for the sake of it, then but then you could argue actually having more protein might make you feel a bit fuller and therefore you eat less for the rest of the day. So I guess it's quite a dynamic thing to talk about. But but if you're a yeah. super bro and you're looking at spreading your protein out throughout the day, just go for a single. Yeah. But if you maybe if you don't eat much protein normally, then fuck it, go for it. Go for a double. Go for a double and take one home in your pocket. <laughs> Go for a treble, eat two, and take a third home in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, I d- can I just say, uh, we possibly did forget probably one of the most basic um, sort of points you can do if you're eating out. If you're like anything, ask for your dressing on the side. Don't ask them to put it on the salad. I was going to touch on that. You can yeah. ask for your sort of how you want things sort of cooked, so not so much of the the sauce have don't have the sauce yeah yeah so i suppose that's that's i mean we we haven't obviously done nando's to death yet but i guess that's they're the sort of tips that people are going to hear so have your dressings on the sides have your sauces on the side if you can because that way you can then choose how much of it you're going to put on um i guess you could also ask how it's cooked is it cooked in yeah oil? is um, it cooked in butter is it cooked in oil can you yeah if yeah. you say you have an allergy to things then they will find out if you don't then they don't give a shit Plus, yeah. not not to 
like insult the waitresses and stuff but uh, a lot of them don't give a shit if you're asking first half a portion of chips like I've done that in restaurants I said can I have half a portion of chips I don't want them all I won't eat them uh, and then my partner has not asked for the half portion at the time and they've come out exactly the same because they don't generally yeah. give a shit whether you're dieting or not um, and that's a point also on you know Nando's don't give a shit whether you're dieting and they don't give a shit what the, the my fitness pal says so it's going to be out anyway so I mean if you're if you're not 100% with your tracking it's probably going to be out they're not like thinking oh this, this says 350 grams of sweet potato for your Nando's sweet potato and it's 400 grams like they don't care um, they have rough portion sizes to aim for, but this is just a thing. Like it's not going to be a thousand percent, so it is a guessing game. Um, yeah, rant over. I think it also depends as well. This is a bit different, but how where your goal is? If you're if you're going to be standing on stage, then you're going to be going to be really anal of what you're eating and what you're doing and how much you're from in tracking and how much you're willing to account for data. Mm. If you've got to like someone who wants just to be a bit healthier, lose a stone or two, then you're probably not going to need to worry a huge amount. If you're you're on show soon, you're not going to be eating out, are you? Let's be honest. Because you can't afford to be that inaccurate almost. Like you say, if you're just looking to get a bit leaner over the long period of a chronic period rather than kind of this acute little moment, it's going to make no difference. As soon as I'm once a month, it's like, all right, just don't eat everything in sight. Just be aware that if you do eat a high calorie, if you have a high calorie day where you're eating out, you're having drinks, etc., then you're not going to lose weight that week or whatever. No. I think that's 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 a good tip actually. Say don't eat anything in sight. You can almost say like just eat a bit more mindfully. Think mm-hmm. about like I mean, some, I'm thinking about some of the tips I sometimes tell people when going on holiday, like base your meals around protein and veggies. Um, don't eat for the sake of it is a big one. Like, amount of times you kind of go out and, like, you know, you talk to you go to a buffet restaurant, you just want to try everything. Well, just think about, really, do you actually want this or are you just putting on your plate because you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to try everything on site? It's quite often, actually, if you think about it, do I really need this? And almost, the, like, say it out loud, do I need this? Quite often the answer is no. And then you can just, your, your mind switches and you don't actually need to take it. That's yeah. What, sometimes that's quite a pro- good tip for a lot of people. I think, like, like Johnny said, I think um, you to adhere to the diet is the is going to be your best tool for it to work so by being able to go out to meals enjoying meals not beating yourself up the next day unless you are a very very big eater you're not going to ruin your diet completely from one night out it might put it back slightly but you're not going to wake up and be two stone heavier yeah you like so basically unless you're like Unless you're Mike Harrison, yeah. then you're going to ruin your diet in in one night. Yeah, I was going to say if if you're not, yeah, if you're not Mike, who does have a Olympics gold standard of eating. Yeah, I of I reckon I could outdo him. No, bold, bold statement. Set, I'm, gonna set, I'm going to set up. and I'm going to speak to. You, I'm going to get some sort of eating challenge going. He lives down the road Honestly, for you. I know he's only that he's only about forty miles away from me, so we're gonna he was. Um I yeah, know James, James maybe was on the same sort of page of thinking as you and then witnessed him and said it was Yeah, I've got every confidence, mate. Amazing. But anyway, we're getting off topic. We're gonna, we're gonna set that I think, up. That's another <laughs> Can I just add to the point that um so we we we're very pro flexible dieting. We're very pro kind of eat what you want as long as it's within some sort of reason. Um, now I do think, and I do have friends who are like this. Um, there are people who are very strict and just to kind of quickly, I suppose, go on a little bit of a tangent, if that's okay. Um, some people like they have negative associations with food and eating out. So they'll go out and they'll just drink water. They won't eat anything. Um, maybe like, they've been on a meal plan or something like that and that food out going out does not fit within a meal plan um so if they've got like a really naff coach or a coach that is very rigid and very stringent um who gives them a meal plan um people do avoid going out and i think that has so many like negative connotations with it but and if if 
if you are one of those people and you enjoy the meal plans, I know people who generally enjoy, they know it's like bro, quote unquote. Uh, they know it's kind of not optimal and not the sort of easiest way of going about things, but they enjoy it because it's kind of comfort and it's, uh, they know they're making progress. So whatever. Um, but then these people are the ones that are saying, no, I can't go out. Um, no, I can't go out for food with you. No, I don't want to. Um, like I think that has like a slight negative uh, side effects with it because um, like we said before saying no all the time is not the best and especially if you've got a partner or something like that they're going to get pretty sick of you pretty soon um, but if you are very stringent and very rigid and kind of maybe have like 10 foods that you're allowed to eat or something like that um, I think if you pick your restaurants where you go to somewhere where you know does those types of foods like Nando's um, or also if you pick the, the rest a lot of restaurants now they uh, try and sort of <laughs> overcharge you by saying you can have your meat and then you have to pay for the sides so if you have a steak it's like 25 quid for the steak and then you have to pay like six quid per side you don't have to have chips you don't have to have mash you don't have to have triple cooked chips you can have a bowl of vegetables and that is perfectly normal um, shock um, but yeah I, I just think it's very kind of good to touch upon the fact that some people are very strict and they're not flexible dieters um, this is my calling to you to say don't be an arse and don't say no all the time because you'll very quickly piss the people off around you um, I know for a fact that like my partner when I was prepping um, she got pissed off with the fact that I sometimes said no to going out not very often I sometimes said no and I said give me 24 hours notice so like you said with Jenna Brett um you said you know you want you want notice basically for when you're going out so you can plan um don't be a dick and don't keep saying no run over good run <laughs> and he's not even bald does any bald men like to run <laughs> yeah 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 I've got nothing to be angry against yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I think that obviously is a good point. I think the vegetable points are a good tip. Like, just don't feel like you have to have chips. Like, if you go out for a burger, have a burger and have a side of vegetables. You don't have to have chips. So have a burger and salad. Just don't coat it all in dressing. So, um, yeah, let's let's bring it back. So, making those smart choices. So, things like that, swapping high calorie or dense uh, calorie dense foods like chips. Um, maybe swapping for a jack potato because it's not uh, obviously without loads of butter, but so it's not deep fried. So that's going to save you a lot of calories just in avoiding things, cooking oils. Um, lean meats, lean meats are always a good shout. So red meat, so sort of leaner cuts of steak, maybe. Um, chicken breast, again, not covered in sauce. I think there's a bit of a trend here in avoid sauces. White fish. Yeah. Um, white fish. Um, you know, know. Tuna, not oily fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I know a single restaurant unless it's like a good fillet of tuna would ever be like, oh, here's your tuna, mate. Mm. Maybe if you go to like yeah. a country cafe or something to do it on a jacket for you. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but then you can't have mayo with it because mayo is too high in calories. So you'd just be eating boring tuna. <laughs> Take my own. <laughs> you Take know my what? Own I, I lighter used... than light mayonnaise. <laughs> A, a pub where it used to be quite quiet they never really played music it was huge and it had wi-fi uh, so i used to go and do work there sometimes and i would ask for the jamaican jerk chicken salad uh and i would say oh don't don't put any sauces or dressings on it uh, and i used to take my own lighter than light mayo and i used to squirt it on top <laughs> uh yeah total bro well at least you actually know you wouldn't because you wouldn't have mayo well true true i wouldn't even beat it out I take my right. It's like oh, the evolution, evolution of bro. Yeah, it's like a 20, <laughs> 21st century bro. Yeah. You know, moved into the fact that we've got skipped the uh, Tupperware Tony kind of uh, chicken, broccoli and rice and he's now eating out, bringing his extra, extra light mayo with him. <laughs> That's a game changer in chicken, broccoli and rice and mayo. Makes it more palatable. Yeah. I like chicken, broccoli and rice. I eat it most days. I do. Yeah. talking about Tupperware Tonys so I was out with my sister for some food uh, a couple of years ago down in London and we were in one of the Westfield centres and um, we'd just been watching some hockey so we went there for some food and we went to this pizza place and this guy went out with his girlfriend and his girlfriend was eating a big fat pizza and he was there with his chicken, broccoli and rice. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. He sat there with it in a container and I mean, fair play to him. He's gone out and he's allowed her to enjoy her food. If she's cool with that, then that's cool. Um, but he literally sat there eating like really bland, boring food. Didn't even have any That wasn't Martin, was it? 
<laughs> All of it Martin was Martin was McDonald, yeah. <laughs> uh, with Mrs. Mac. Um, oh, no, that was a cinema. That was a cinema. He did it in the cinema. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and he uh, he was sat there eating out of his Tupperware whilst his girlfriend was enjoying the pizza. So I suppose, like, kudos to him, but at the same time, just yeah, maybe have a Well, that's the other tip. That's the other tip, actually. You know, don't, if people are going out, don't be afraid to take your fucking Tupperware Tony with you. Because actually, there is nothing wrong with that. As much as we jest and banter and take the piss out of it, actually, if that's what you need to do or want to do because you feel more comfortable, kudos. Yeah, it's a baby step, isn't it? It's a bit like what I was saying earlier about people who will sit there and not eat anything or just drink water or a Diet Coke. That's the first baby step if you are scared of going out. Next one would be taking your own food. Then it'd be picking a place where uh, you know you can easily track the food and, and get on top of it. Uh, and then you can start to slowly work from there. Um, yeah, I think um, the la- last bit I want to end on on this part of the podcast is just about the worst case scenario. I think we kind of touched on it. Is that if you do go over your calories, don't worry about it. We all need to live life. I think it's a case of like you can deal with it as much as you can. All these things, hopefully, of some sort of um, protocols to implement. But if it still ends up being that you overeat, then just don't feel guilty. Guilt is absolutely a wasted emotion. And that just move on to it the next day. If you can do something afterwards, like Johnny said, decrease your calories the next day or increase your energy expenditure, cool. But if not, start again, move on, learn from it for next time. I think a point to note as well. I think a lot of people think, oh, if I've gone, let's just go on the fact of three, apparently three and a half thousand calories is a pound of weight, pound or whatever. Mm-hmm. People just think, right, if I eat three and a half thousand calories over, I'm automatically going to put to put a pound on sort of forgetting that they might fidget a bit more, the thermic effect of feeding, blah, blah. So they're not actually putting on that 3,500 calories. They may only be 2,000. So I think sometimes people forget that just because you've gone over, it doesn't mean that the 100% of what you've gone over is going to go down as fat. You know what I mean? No, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's you know, the net effect of, like you say, the thermic effect of food and the fact that people might just use those calories, might have better gym sessions and stuff like that afterwards if you're working out. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's just, I think it's another point to realise that why, just don't stress about it, don't worry about it because it's not as bad as it seems. Definitely. Right, I'm cool. aware we've been cool. going for nearly an hour, so we crack on to the next quick little bit or should we, should we just save that for another one and over talk uh, on that as well? And just go yeah, yeah, let's save it for another one. Yeah, the the butte. That's a good subject anyway to to do. So cool, um, Paul. Let's get our little feature going. Let's have some fun. I haven't even thought of a name for it. Bro, uh, questions. Get to know. Get to know. Get to know the coach. Oh <laughs> man, <you laughs> even with a jingle, I was <laughs> expecting get to know that bro. <laughs> 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 we can work on it yeah for right. next time so I'm going to pick one of you I'm not obviously matters out of it I'm going to put some I'm going to go with Ed go on Ed these are some little questions I, I thought might might help us get to know Ed a bit better no pressure so my first I, one came up with can, can I, sorry before you start mate can I just ask the first question yeah yeah go Ed, how long are you in the shower? Uh, it was quite a quick one, maybe yeah, three yeah. three minutes. I was texting a bit before I went in the shower. Apologies. Um, about three minutes, maybe four. Cool. I'll wash my hair Jeez. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't wash my hair every time I shower. Like I shower every day. I don't wash my hair every day. Uh, Someone Johnny and Johnny and Brett. This is this is why I have um, hair because I haven't overwashed it. <laughs> Um, right, okay. Where are we going? <laughs> so the first question I came up with was for you, Ed. What's better? Cheese or shredded abs? You gotta choose. Well I don't have shredded abs right now in my life, but I do have cheese, so cheese. But yeah, that's so that's your choice. Yeah. I, I you can only have one. So if you had cheese for life or, or shredded abs for life, which would it be? I think cheese, generally. I think cheese. Okay, cool. Like, I, I know I can't maintain abs, Choice. so it's like, it's just a logical decision. <laughs> eat a thousand calories a day or eat cheese and not really have any abs. <laughs> Keep, keeping a theme of that, 
<laughs> Keeping a theme of that, what is your favourite cheese and wine combo at this point? It's getting pretty pretentious, isn't it, when you start pairing wine with cheese? Like, <laughs> um, I think anything, <laughs> anything smooth and red that you can drink easily, so something like a Pinotage or a Shiraz or... Uh, maybe a nice Merlot if you want something a bit, a bit heavier. Uh, with For me, the maturer the better. Um, if it's got that bit of crunch, that kind of salty crunch to it as well, that's fantastic. Something that bites you back. Um, not to the level of Parmesan, but kind of along those lines. So a real nice sort of aged, mature cheddar uh, with a nice sort of soft, uh, easy drinking wine. That's That's got me sorted. <laughs> nice answer, Ed. Nice answer. See, everybody's going to be flocking to your cheese shop Mate, now. This is why I sell so much cheese and wine. I can talk. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let me go with what is your most embarrassing gym moment, if you've had any? <laughs> I farted a few times whilst doing lifts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but who hasn't done that? But it happened to me the other day. <laughs> I was doing. I wasn't even doing anything heavy. I was um, doing some like bent over uh, rear flies for the rear delts. So I was like kind of bent over the bench almost, like leaning against it. Bit of a compromising position, and I just full on. I didn't even know it was there. It was like surprise attack me, uh, and it was a pretty busy gym. Um, luckily, the music was loud though, and I swiftly moved on to my next exercise. Um, I think getting pinned on a relatively lightweight, oh, that's happened a couple of times and that is pretty embarrassing because it's not even heavy. But when you've just like absolutely smashed the bits of body part, um, I used to do flat bench at the end of a session. Uh, so I'd literally have like 10, 15 kilos on, uh, on the bar. Like, so it was like, you know, I normally bench around 80 for 10 reps, something like that. So having literally like 10, 15 kilos on each side was a lot lighter than what I'm used to. And, I got pinned and I really struggled to get up from it and nobody came to help me. Um, nice. And it was quite good as well. I know it's not, not my question, but um, so, uh, something was happened to me that where the, uh, I got pinned, bailed, like basically I failed, then bailed because I thought I can't get him up onto the, onto the pegs, onto the rack. So uh, I bailed and <laughs> the plates come off one side and then come off the other. And then the bar nearly went through the roof. That was pretty embarrassing. Sweet. Uh, so where do you see yourself in three years could be um, could be um, with your coaching what would you like to be what would you like to build by that point Um, I'd quite like to be full-time coaching I, I do enjoy the shop and I'm sort of I have a lot of responsibility which I always like but ideally I would like to be coaching in not just my nutrition coaching, I'd love to sort of do that alongside with various hockey coaching that I already do. Um, and just kind of enjoying just helping people really, I suppose. Sounds a bit of like one of those cliche answers. But um, so, yeah, so ideally I'd love to be full time. Um, I would. Uh, that, that's kind of business wise, I suppose. Um I'd like to be moved out of my parents. Um, uh, for the listeners, I am only 24, so and they've not asked me to pay rent yet, so that's that's literally the only reason why I'm still living here. Um, yeah, so I'd like to sort of be moved out. If I can sort of tie down a woman, then uh, I'd be pretty good as well. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, so just the, the simple things in life, I suppose. <laughs> um yeah, I think, yeah, sort of full-time in my coaching and uh, happy and financially secure. You've got to be still doing the podcast with us. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, still doing the podcast with you guys. And, yeah, uh, all right. Um, yeah, yeah, I've made my millions from selling diet plans. Exactly. <laughs> and our bomb. One favourite exercise, go, at the moment, your favourite current exercise. Um, I think flat bench just because I keep improving on that apart from the last couple of weeks like my strength on that has just dipped um, normally it's deadlift I do really like deadlift again because my progress improves all the time on that but I think at the moment it's flat bench and your final question is your best bit of nutritional nonsense that you've heard 
Uh, There's just so many. Yeah. Okay, so, like, I'm not going to go for the typical, oh, like, people saying you should drink vinegar for breakfast. Um, I'm going to say people who change their minds and opinion every other week, depending on who they're talking to and when they're in a position that they have a large following. Um, and that they Are you talking a, about me? Yeah. Mate, your 1,500 followers on Instagram is a big, big, big following. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I that that is my kind of big nutritional nonsense because it confused the hell out of me when I was just coming into the world of nutrition and I was trying to learn and I generally invested like year like a year of my life of pretty much daily listening to this person and I've invested thousands into this person as well into their their learnings and their teachings yeah. and, and that really pissed me off because it was like oh this is the best oh wait this is the best and it took me so long to realize that this person was just like idea hopping depending on who he wanted to suck ass to like the next week um and that I think that for me because it really kind of like fucked my mind up and what I was supposed to be doing and I went from like fasting to backloading to only eating fat in the morning because I was oxidizing fat and then saving my carbs until after my workout and feeling like shit um yeah I did some stupid things just because I thought they were the right things and then I tried to do them all at once because if he's saying to do all these things then Eat, doing them all together must be like super effective and I get shredded in a week uh, that didn't happen um, yeah so that's my biggest bit of nutritional nonsense excellent cool that's my questions nice cool get to know the coach or get to know their bro <laughs> I should say <laughs> cool well uh, hopefully some useful take on points for people there so anything else they want to add anything sprung to mind last moment around helping so ne- next one maybe next week we'll touch on a- the ability to include alcohol in your diet and still get shredded so uh, ed you can talk about your plans to have so just one gin a night while you get absolutely diced yes I, it's still definitely going to do that it could be quite expensive <laughs> but yeah i'm, I'm going to do it cool cool right well adios thank you for listening guys um and Ed? The button. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.